Yes, guys, and welcome to Talk Random. This has been a long time coming, guys. I have a very special guest on the show today. It is former footballer for Donny and Leeds, and he's absolutely smashing it out, Charlie, a mental health advocate. It is Billy Whitehouse. How are you, Billy? How are you, mate? You all right? I'm perfectly. I'm, I'm not, not going to lie, Billy. I am glad to have you here. How have you been today? Really good. Looking how, forward to how this. How's the journey getting here? Yeah, nice and simple See, from Manchester. From Donny, as I said, guys. So, do you want to talk about your, um, your journey with football? Yeah. Uh, so... I signed for Doncaster Rovers when I was 12. Wow, then, such a young age. Yeah, and then I moved to Leeds when I was 20. I uh, had a year there, then struggled to get a club for a year, ended up playing for Tadcaster Albion, which is seven leagues below Leeds. And then I moved to the New Saints in Wales. Now I'm at Chorley. Now, Charlie, so do you want to talk about your career at like Donny? At 12 years old, getting signed at such a young age, how did that feel for you growing up? It was always something I'd wanted to do. I think there was nothing else. And... You know, school didn't bother me as, as bad as that sounds. I just wanted to be a footballer. I just wanted to do that every day and, and be the best footballer I could be. And then, you know, I was fortunate enough to get through the to the, the academy, the ranks, and then get into the first team. So I think, you know, the, the main thing for me was dream came true. Your dream did come true. So what age were you when you were the uh, first team? I remember debut when I was 18 years old. Wow, what so, was it like as a young 18-year-old lad? Like, the whole world's watching you, playing your debut. What was it like for you? Surreal, just because I'd supported Doncaster growing up, so I'd been to the games, and some of the players who I'd watched growing up and I'd had them on the back of my shirts as yeah. a kid, ended up making my debut on the pitch with them. So that was even more surreal. And then to be teammates with them for two or three seasons, it was just crazy. You know? Speaking about like living your like your dream into a reality, like playing with those players, what was it like there, the first ever film? How were they like supportive towards you? Yeah, I think you have to adjust quick to be a footballer. I think the main focus is to sort of you know, get involved as soon as and don't let it pass you by and the main thing for me was you know at the end of the day the competitors you've got to break it down and you know they're fighting for their mortgage I'm fighting for a new contract to stay in the game um, and who's who'd your first team against your debut uh, it was Burton Albion away did you win yeah we won oh, 3-0 yes. and did you score no no oh. I'd only played about 10 minutes but then the week after we played against Notts County and I started and I remember playing against Alan Smith who'd ended up playing for United and uh, Leeds, yeah and he threatened to snap me in half because I'd nutmegged him in the first oh, minute. So see, you, remember, you remember the football? Little things like that. To you, what were you like, bloody hell? Like, have you cleared yeah, the air now? Yeah, to be honest, I, I buzzed off it. Uh, I was like, right, I'm here now. So go and do it again. That's my mindset so intimidating is. And they're speaking about like 18 and then 20 years old. Were you like 20 years old you went to Leeds, the like yeah, bigger club? Yeah. Premier League. Is it Premier League? It was yeah. Championship Championship then. then. What was it like then? I was such a young age, a 20-year-old lad, your dreams have come true and now you're in Leeds. Well, it was such a like, complex situation because at the time I didn't really want to leave Doncaster because I loved the club but when someone like Leeds United come calling you sort of you think well I can't turn it down I remember having a conversation with the the first team coach at Doncaster saying I don't want to go I want to fight for my place at Doncaster um, and he was like you can't turn Leeds United down it's such a big club and then that sort of sank in and from then yeah I thought you know I'll take this opportunity and, and go with it it was such a huge club and Everything to go, to go with the club is what you'd expect, you know. And again, you have to adjust quick. Yeah. So, and speaking about like adjusting to the club, you made your debut at Leeds, and was it a successful time like it was in Doncaster? Or did you have your struggles? Um, well, to be honest, I'd gone in there as a young player, so my my first thing was having pre-season with the under twenty threes, and most of the older twenty threes were training with the first team, so they had to step in front of me to sort of go and prove themselves. So. I was sort of not behind as such, but I had to prove myself a little bit more to get in the first team throughout the season. So, you know, I ended up 
getting into the first team sort of training and dressing room at around November time. And from then on, I didn't really look back until my debut. Uh, and I just felt at home with it. I felt comfortable to be in that environment on and off the pitch. You know, I did everything right and worked as hard as I could. And I felt like I belonged there. Yeah. And you said you got let go midway through. So you there for a year? I was there for a year. I, got l- I left in July. And what was, how, what was that like and what was the reason behind it? Well, it was a crazy time because I remember being told I was going to get offered a new contract at first and I'd just played in the first team. So at that time you're thinking, this couldn't be any better, getting a new contract at a massive club, just played in the first team. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a changeover in, in the chairman. So Radrazani had come in for Massimo yeah. Cellino and he just went real quiet. So it got to the summer and it was just a case of, look, we're going to go a different direction. I think they signed... I think they signed five players from Barcelona's youth. Ah. So they've gone a different way now they wanted to approach. And they left you waiting for your place. And how was that for yeah. you? Like during a time where obviously you're such a young player, you're at the height of your career, at your prime. What was it like for you waiting all them months and then to get told yeah. we're not signing you? Well, just, again, just, just turning 21 years old, you're thinking, I've, le- I've left Leeds United at such a big club. I'm going to get another club quite comfortably. Yeah. Not to a point where it was arrogant, but I'm going you to get to, a yeah, club. Obviously you can't. Go yeah. down. Yeah. So so that point, I've gone on trial at probably five or six clubs. And there's probably a couple of opportunities I probably should have took. Um, but being a naive 21-year-old and having no sort of guidance from previous employers, you know, it, it's difficult. Um, so I ended up not having a club until February. I remember perfectly, I went over to Shamrock Roves in Ireland. Yeah. And I had a trial there. And I sort of said to myself, I've done well enough to get a, tr- a contract. But if I don't, then this leaves me in a position where do I try and do something else? As much as I love football, I don't want to look at it in a position where I have a bit of taste when I think about it. So I came back and I think I had a two-week period where I really didn't know what I was doing. And I struggled, to be honest, just for the fact of this could be it. This could be the end of my football career at 21. Six months before, I'm playing on BT Sport, which is such a crazy thing. You know... And then I ended up signing for Tadcaster Albion, seven leagues below Leeds. And you're thinking, and this is no disrespect to Tadcaster because I love the club, but what am I doing here? Yeah, Playing like, with players who are coming from a job, whereas it, it was my full-time, full-time job. job and have, that must have been a struggle for you as a, such a 21-year-old. You're like, obviously, you're meant to go to another club, not being arrogant, like you said. And obviously, like, I'd be like, you're like the next big thing. As a young 21-year-old player, how is that for your mental health and... No income, no steady income. Because mm. you used to that steady income coming in, you used to that uh, with training, that physicality as a footballer. Mm. When all that stopped, how's that for your mental health? Massive. I mean, I never play. Fo- I still don't play football for the money. I think that's a good thing about you. Like you said, like you don't play football for the money. You play it for your yeah. own. Cause it's a yeah. thing that you enjoy. It's your passion. As a kid, you've loved it. Yeah. How's that as as a kid? How was that for you as a young twenty one year old player mm. having no football? Well, that that was the most. When I look back now, I struggled more than I actually thought. When you think about when you're going through something, you don't actually think you're struggling as bad as you are. But at that time, looking back, my biggest struggle was probably seeing other people doing well. And I'm just sort of, you know, and you're isolated because people work. I'm at the gym twice a day thinking, come on, something's going to... And obviously, eventually, it does... Something did come up. But through the adversity of that, it's so difficult to, to sort of say, I'm 21, just played for Leeds United... Still, probably trying to figure myself out as a on a personal note. At twenty one, I don't think you really know yeah. yourself. You're still trying to work out what you like, what you do with you know your friends, relationships. Um, 
and it was difficult. And I think when I, again, when I look back more now, I see how much I struggled. Whereas if I was to go through it now, I'd have probably you know spoke to someone and gone through it in an, in an easy way. But I isolated myself from everyone, I isolated myself from my friends. I was fortunate if I've got a family. Yeah. And then we touch on my cousin, and now that was like a a big you know changeover for me. And speaking about like family and changeover for you, and like isolated. It must have been not good for your mental health growing back then, looking back at other people succeeding and you're out of the gym two days a week. How was that for your mental health and how did your family support you? Well, my dad's a huge inspiration for me just because... I met his dad. His dad is absolutely amazing, <laughs> by the way. So is his, so Jeannie and Joanne. Yeah, the family. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I was about 14, 15, and my dad didn't work for a year. Couldn't Similar situation in his field. And seeing him just get through that was such a massive inspiration for me so knowing that someone else has done it and got through it and it being my dad it, it was tough but at the same time I knew my family would have my back no matter what yeah. and I just knew that they'd support me in anything I did even if I walked away from the game then I knew that they wouldn't look at me in a different way and they wouldn't judge me in what I wanted to do yeah and speaking about like judging you not what to do do you feel like football clubs need to do a lot more when they let players go because like we said, like a year or so ago, a young player got let go from City and, and unfortunately he died by suicide. And do you feel like a lot more players need support in that field and football and mental health? Because obviously it's meant to be a a, a men's sport, a, fo- a fun sport. But yet again, the mental health side does come into it as yeah. well. I th- definitely. I think we spoke about Crystal Palace doing yeah. the aftercare which is so important. And when I left Leeds, I would never talk bad about the club. I think it's an excellent club, but you are again isolated, you know. you sort of out the door with your bags packed and that's Flex it. Flex your own devices. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's such a difficult time, especially, again, you're still working yourself out. You're still trying to find out who you are. And if a club doesn't help you out or, you know, have someone who you can speak to, then you are on your own. And, for instance, you're even worse if you're, someone who's living over here from a different country, struggling with the language or live on your own. You know, there's so many different things, you know, it could be difficult. And I just think there should be more, even if there's something where there's a place where they can train. I think the FA could do something where if players haven't got a club, they can come and stay at St George's Park and train to keep fit and do it that way. That stability of fitness, that momentum of going getting fit, getting fit, um, having that like structure in your life, because uh, obviously your physical health is just as important as your mental health. And speaking about like your physical health and your mental health, um, once you left Leeds, you, you, you mentioned before your cousin. Um, do you want to talk about your cousin? How your cousin came into mm. it as well? Well, I just remember it clear as day. To be honest, because I remember we always used to link at my grandma's house and, and meet there and have a coffee or what have you and just talk. And I remember me being really low and probably being a little bit unsociable, if anything. Yeah. And He's asking me questions about football, wanting to talk about football. Not, I wasn't necessarily rude, but I, I can imagine my conversation being quite flat. Um, and like one, one side. Yeah. And then I remember just looking back a little bit and thinking, well, you know what? He struggles so much every single day and I'm moaning about not having a football club. So to put that in perspective, I'm thinking, if he can struggle that much, then I can get myself out of this. And that was just inspiring for me to see him still positive still bubbly, still wanting to talk about my life and, and and then me to be moping around that I ain't got a football club when in reality, as much as I love football and I love the game, there is so much more going on in life 
than just yeah not having a job as such. And you mentioned like his struggles and everything. Um, your cousin's Jonathan, yeah, and he's got his own mental health struggles. Do you want to talk about that as a family and how that inspired you to become even more of a better person that you already are? Yeah, well, we'd always spoke together about maybe hosting a football match because it's something we we'd always had in common. Um, and I remember signing for the New Saints in Wales, and that was probably the first time I'd got a little bit of stability back into my life from playing yeah. for Tadcaster, then moving there. It's Tadcaster, then New Saints a bit up. New Saints is the Welsh Prem, so I'd oh, gone nice. from I, yeah. yeah, I'd come from playing bottom of semi-pro to playing in the Champions League qualifiers in the space of six months, yeah. which was just wild. Um, so yeah, I remember just sitting down one day and thinking, right, we're going to do this football match, and we're going to do it for Jonathan. Uh, and the first one was just crazy how many people wanted to play, get involved. And that was the original plan for Mind Over Matter, was just to have a match. So then it just having such a positive impact on the community in itself, to then it being Mind Over Matter charity. So, again, that's the that was the reason we, we looked to set that up. And then we're here now. And then Mind Over Matter Charity, there's charity based in Doncaster, mm-hmm. South Yorkshire, enabling young people and people through sports and mental health and you like Zumba classes. Do you want to speak about, about Jonathan and how much of an inspiration he was to you and like his struggles? Because obviously he's in a home still. Mm-hmm. He has his own demons, but you know, as a family, he's so supporting him as a family. Yeah. And he comes down to the charity games every Sunday. Do you want to talk about a bit more like Mind of a matter and where you see it like next. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any filter to it. I think what we want to achieve as a unit, everyone who's involved with us, it's just try and do as much on every side of it. I mean, again, we've got a football team, which we've got an over 35s. Your brother's on your team, team as well. Big up brother, your brother, what's his name? Yeah, his nickname's Turtle, if you want to know Turtle! <laughs> he looks like a turtle too. Yeah, he does. Um, we've got an over 35s, a women's team joining us next year. So... You know, we've got that side. We do the Zumba. We've got a boxing has club. Has Jeannie side. done Zumba? Yeah, Jeannie. she has. has yeah, she? yeah. Oh, my day. I've done it. Zumba. Have you really? Yeah. Have video of Jeannie doing I'll Zumba? I'll send it you oh, after. Yes. Yeah. Um, boxing club starting, running club starting this summer. So, you know, everything's kicking on. Um, and that's that's our main goal is just to try and raise awareness, but having different activities like we do frame of mind walks every weekend. I like that. I'm going to come down to Doncaster because obviously it's like such an important aspect of life is just to achieve so many great things in it in aid for your cousin and you're not just you're doing it for your cousin because you're showing him you know what he inspired you now you're inspiring him mm. become the best Jonathan he can be and obviously he still has to struggle like mental health one thing what annoys me is when people say oh mental health's cured it's not cured mm. you're managing it and like you mentioned we took off camera we talked about how he's still on medication how he's not cured but he's still managing it yeah but he still always looks forward to the Sunday games and that's what what he's looked forward mm. to is the Sunday games for him attending the Sunday games, how much have we, um, how much have we seen his confidence grow? And because he lifts the trophy up massively, I think just the main thing for him is knowing that he's involved in a movement. And I think even if you don't struggle with your mental health, I think being involved in something more or less prevents that as such. You know, you want to be involved in a community thing, want to be involved in a project, yeah, and. You know the people. So many people know who he is now. He's a bit of a local celebrity. Yeah, he's a local celebrity, Donny. Yeah, like, literally. Because I am um, speaking about how I met you as well. Like, uh, so um, Bashi, who can't be here, obviously, uh, played for Charlie, and I met Billy's family through Charlie. Like his mom, his dad, his sister, his sister, so his girlfriend, his girlfriend, sister, and, and Turtle. Uh, I just started speaking about like, oh, uh, I am passionate about my mental health. And she goes, oh yeah, so my son Billy, like number seven. 
I thought, oh, really? All right. And we started chatting about it every week. Started chatting, and then eventually I followed him on Twitter. I was a bit nervous. I thought, all right, okay. Um, I just started chatting. And just to see, like, your family supportiveness come through on the pitch as well. Um, and, like, fast forward, present day-ish, you're playing for Charlie. You're absolutely smashing it. Do you want to talk about the love for Charlie and how the trials came about for your gaffer? Yeah, well, again, just because I'd had that period where I'd not played for a long time, then went to the nuisance, and, again, COVID hit didn't really see eye to eye with the manager at that point. So I ended up leaving the club quite early. I had about four months where I didn't have a club again, but that was sort of natural in that, yeah. that period. And I remember Jamie, the manager at Chorley, just sort of saying, come and have a game, just for fitness, really. He, he wasn't look, looked at as a trial, probably. He was probably more, can we get a number in to have a look? And straight away, once I'd had a discussion with him, I just knew that he we could something good could have happened. And I'd gone from... You know, not playing at all for two seasons, really. To uh, played started every league game this season, which that for shows me is that, massive. Um, the momentum he believed in you. He had yeah. to give you a trial. You, did you approach him as well? It was like sort of mutual. mutual. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, don't talk about how how much of an inspiration he is to you. Like, obviously, like he supported you loads. Yeah, he gave you a trial, and then you play. And now you've not had. A, you're not, you've not had. Like since I've been coming to the games regularly, like, you've not had a day off playing. You've always played. Um, and one thing I do love about that, the Charlie, especially like how you all, all the players come together. If someone's down, you all come together. You're all on social media. And one thing about Charlie players is they're all passionate about mental health, like the Andes Man Club. As a team, how supportive is Charlie? How important is it as a team to all help each other out? It's the best group I've been involved in, and I've said that on record a few times. I think just the group itself is so different in terms of different characters, but it all works together as one. Uh, I don't think there's anyone who, you know, has got a problem with anyone, and I've never ever seen that where someone doesn't have a, a you know, a set two of someone. Because when I go to matches normally, like obviously when I go to your games, and like the away teams, they're always like bickering with each other, they're always like disagreeing mm. with each other. Whereas you guys, you don't do that. You always get back up. Although someone misses like a penalty, yeah. although someone misses a free kick or a corner, although it doesn't go well, mm. you also come together. Yeah. Um, how important is it to look after your mental health? If you're ever like struggling, how important is it to ask for help and open up as a man? It, well, it's just difficult in general. I yeah, because if it, as a society we're told not to man, like man up, hold your emotions, yeah. in, don't show your emotions, just because you get labelled as being weak, and that's what society makes you feel like. Whereas, um, Charlie, you have Andy's man club, like we have men coming in speaking, and I've noticed even when I'm listening in the crowds, like the positivity about everyone mm. supporting each other, and like. It's fun because when I go to the games, it's much of you're hearing the guy that goes, Charlie! I've heard him, yeah. So I look at him, <laughs> I start laughing, like, I recognise that voice and he recognised me. Everyone mm. like went to each other. And like, when you like get fouled or when you get sent off, everyone like clapping. Mm. And I've not seen that in a club really. I just think everyone to do with the club knows, not what their role is, but if they want to be at this club, they have to understand what it entails. And again, going back, I look forward just to going into the dressing room Never mind going and playing. Because Bashi mentions it how much fun it is. Yeah. Well, the that's the room. thing. Yeah. And, you know, you can say anything to anyone and pull them up on something if they've done something which you don't agree with. And they wouldn't take that and go, you know, oh my God, they've 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 come for me there. They've gone, that's come from a good place. You yeah, know? it's true. And then do you want to talk about like, good places, like more fun times as well, being at Chorley. So you had your party in Newcastle. Yeah. And your, your, uh, your role was to give Bashi a. Uh, uh, was it fancy dress party? Yeah, yeah. And you give Bashi Freddie Turkery. Yeah. 
What was that like? It was so fun looking at that, the momentum, having days out like away from the pitch. Mm. What's it like? Just incredible. I think, again, that's probably the best Christmas do I've ever been on. Just just with the, the lads itself, it's just, you know it, it's going to be brilliant in everything we do. Such a collective group, such a, an incredible, you know, and again, a lot of people come from different backgrounds. You know, me travelling from Yorkshire, it's a long way for yeah. me, but you don't see me complain about that because, I'd rather drive longer to a place where you love, you love, and then and then instead of driving ten minutes down the road and not enjoy it as much just because it's convenient. But little things like that, I think. I think after that, we'd gone on like a fifteen-game run where we'd not got beat after that Christmas do. But it's just a little things like that what keep you together. Yeah, and for me personally, like just speaking to you, like got to get to know you via your parents and the seniors play, and then getting to know you through like the mutual friend Bashi. It's like refreshing to see like like. You've helped, you helped Bashi come out of his own shell as well because he was nervous. He's going to be embarrassed now. He was nervous, <laughs> surely. But Hi, John. Yeah, <laughs> yes, John Bashi. So you've made him come out of his own shell. Um, and it's so good because he speaks highly of all you guys. Mm. Oh, yes, I love playing for Charlie. Like, because I noticed when he's at other club previously, he wasn't that happy. Mm. I, I, me personally, that's my opinion. Yeah. But Charlie, literally, everyone's there. Everyone's happy. Mm. Everyone's buzzing. Yeah. And I feel like props goes to um, the gaffer as well. He got mm. head teacher of the year. Yeah. Um, and one people don't realise is like, fans might not realise it or the, um, the way people these guys put hard behind the yeah. scenes like they've got full time jobs as head teachers but yet working as how how have you seen him like support you so much and how I don't know how he does it yeah I just think and he probably wouldn't mind me saying this he's probably not a coach in that sense but as a man management sort of he's probably the best I've come across in terms of dealing with you having a discussion he sometimes just rings me and has a chat with me and Probably doesn't realise how, how far that goes. Yeah, because he, he, he... Sometimes they don't even speak about football. Just how you are and yeah. everything, checking how and, you are. You know, it, it, that's so important. And I know that probably does come from the school background, but as a man management sort of staff, him and Andy Priest as is that, well... Is that the board guy? Yeah. That's always shouting, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But even after... You, you'd think he'd be like that in the dressing room. He's the calmest He's man funny. ever. Yeah. Yeah, because... Um, one thing that made me laugh was, hope you don't mind me saying this, when he got the yellow card. Yeah. Jamie got the yellow card, just like tapping the ball. Yeah. And his reaction was calm, cool and collected. Yeah. Whereas the fans are all shouting, yeah. even me, sometimes I can give it. And i got to realise, it's a game, but it's the fun side of it as well. Like, yeah. no one realises, like, how much fun you have when, yeah. you, when you're at a game. It's fun. And how is it for you to see the fans cheering you on, clapping for you, day, day, week in, week out? You see the same yeah. regular fans. And what's that like for you? It's incredible. I mean, again, going back to the management as well, we all know what his jobs are, so you know I know that I'd run through a brick wall for the club, especially the management, because how they've been with me. But that you know stems into the fans. Mm. You want to you know you want to play for the fans as much as possible. And I think there's some games where the atmosphere has been incredible. And if you did have a bad day on the pitch, what's the momentum like? Because I know you all stick together. Because I know sometimes when you all lose, mm. you all come back. Like first half, you're not you're struggling. Then the second half, you come back. Do you have a discussion in, in the changing rooms to see like yeah. what's going on? Definitely, I, th- I think. There's been times where like I've dug someone out, they've dug me, and we've had, not had a scuffle, but we've had a set too, and I think that's absolutely normal. Um, sometimes the manager doesn't even have to say anything. I remember when me and Tomo had a little bit of a like number a, ten, yeah, had a little bit of a bite at each other oh, at Farsley away, and and he was buzzing off it. He was like, "Love that," because we've took it on upon ourselves to to deal with that, and I might have didn't have to get involved. Yeah, he didn't have to because we expect, and it was only. It was, we joke about it now, we call it five-yard pass because that's what it was about. Yeah. But that's how high our standards are because a five-yard pass is, 
gone into us having an argument or because we've conceded a goal, we'll dig each other out. Because when he missed a penalty as well, yeah. obviously um, things happen for a reason. As a, I've noticed you all hugged him straight yeah. away. Like well, you're that's what I was just going to say. If you watch that, then we're all around him straight away because we know that, well, you look at two weeks later, Kidderminster, he's dribbled through and scored a great goal. And like, on Saturday as well, like uh, against Geisley, when he... Um, Got yellow card, yeah. missed, but then he scored. scored. Literally five minutes later, he absolutely scored. I was scored. fuming about that because I wanted him to say it to me. Yeah, so I was at the it. side of him. He yeah, to you. And that's the thing. Sometimes they don't. Obviously, in the heat of the moment, like you, you assist, you assist each other and everything. Yeah. You help each other. But when he scored, like you're all absolutely smashing it. And for you as well, like I remember one time you won like man of the match twice in a row. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. And like, how was that for you as well? I think it's just. A big thing for me, just because of where I've been over the last few years, and now you know I'm 25 now, and I, I feel like I'm just starting my career. If I'm honest, I feel like that the last five years. Drogba started his career at 27, really. Exactly, and to be honest, I feel like I'm a bit of a late bloomer, and people are just starting to see the best of me now in terms of physically, probably in the best shape I've been in. Mentally, I'm definitely in the best shape place I've been in. Um, and you have such a supportive family, but you have obviously have Jeannie, Joanne, your dad, but one person who's always supported you is Levi. Mm, Levi. She'll be loving this, by the way. Yeah, she's Levi, got a mention. I, so when I go to the games, I say, I tell this girl, I say, who's this girl that's always with your parents? She'll, oh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm Billy's girlfriend. So, oh, right, really? Yeah. But the support that she shows you. Yeah. Both on offline and she texts you sometimes as well. Like, yeah. is that support? I have a laugh about. Yeah, yeah. I send her a picture because mm. you have that fan. Yeah, right. We're in an away team, <laughs> and the way she got up, I, yeah. like, yeah, I was not expecting yeah. that. So, she's a firecracker. She's a firecracker. So she didn't love this. So we're in Geisley away, and then I was like, Geisley, in an annoying voice. And she yeah. said something bad about you. Yeah, Levi, and she went off. Like, what the f are you saying? So that made me chuckle. I thought that support, yeah. and then your grandma was like, that. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't say anything but praise for for her. I think she's she's, you know, everything you'd want in someone who's, you know, playing at a decent level of football or in any sport. You want a supportive partner, and she's definitely that. She's gonna love this. But honestly, Billy, it's been a pleasure. Where can people find out about Mind Over Matter? So the best place to find us is probably on Facebook because that's where we're busiest. I think if you check us out, you'll see what we do, what we're trying to achieve. And I think, to be honest, I think we're only just getting started. Like you mentioned earlier, I think we can go bigger than Yorkshire. I think we can really try and publish it in, in other places and areas. And I, I think, you know, it's just the beginning. No, I definitely think you can go bigger than Yorkshire, just the beginning. And what's next for um, Billy Whitehouse? Obviously, Charlie, the season's finishing soon. Will you just get um, promoted? I think you might do, you know. Well, like I said to you before, I fancy us against any of the big six in the league because I, I think people are quite intimidated by how we play and how we are as a, again as a group. You know, we stick together. Um, you know, football side, I just want to play at the highest level possible. If that's with Charlie or if it's with someone else, you know, I think if you're not aspiring to play and keep progressing, then you're probably in the wrong sport. I think with the charity, I think it's just important that we keep trying to do the positive things and and kick it on as much as we can and obviously I've got my own football academy which I'm I mean I'm loving at the minute I'm enjoying that we're getting high numbers now it's sick I like how much yeah. of you uh, I like how much of work you've done but honestly Billy it's been a pleasure having you here it's, no, it's been pleasure. like I love it and I want to say like a massive big up to you Jonathan because Jonathan is your inspiration and I think it's just in aid of Jonathan really like how yeah. much far he's come and hopefully like I'll meet him at a Charlie game or our team Definitely. at Mind of but honestly Billy it's been a pleasure Top thank you abs. Lawrence thank you Lawrence can get a picture now of us. <laughs>